Welcome to Off the Screen, podcast all about basketball. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, a lot of shit happened, guys. <laughs> like it all right, kind of happened at once. Let's introduce ourselves. Are oh, you right? You're right. I'm Jordan. <laughs> Michael. And I'm Sid. Yep. And uh, we are coming up on free agency and the draft and everything is coming up. So there's finally a whole lot of news breaking. It all kind of came out at once, like these past two days, except for I think one big thing happened like a couple of days ago, like four days ago, something like that. But um, I'll start with like the lesser stuff, right? Because, you know, some of it's going to take more talking. But like Evan Fournier took his player option of $17 million. Good for him. That kind of... team is on? Orlando. He, he, he plays for the Magic. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was getting more money anywhere else. So <laughs> he... Good for him. I mean, he roughly goes for that. He puts up like sleeper numbers. Like he's been one of those guys who's been consistently pretty good for these past couple of years. But it's just like... No one cares. I don't know. I didn't expect it to really leave Orlando like that. If anything, like I, he'll leave in like proper free agency and take this player option or whatever. Uh, Wesley Matthews declined his player option. He played for the Bucks this year. Had a pretty solid year. He did like um. Uh, Rondo also declined his player option. Yeah, yeah. Rondo Ooh. also declined his player option. I was gonna get into that a little later, but. <laughs> But yeah, Rondo declined his player <laughs> option. So, I mean, you guys saw what he did in the playoffs this year. He was he was great. So he could contribute a lot to another team. Uh, or he could come back to the Lakers. Who knows? So, I mean, given other news that we'll get into later, maybe not. <laughs> but um, I guess we'll jump into the big thing now. Uh, a couple days ago, I don't remember how many days, it kind of just came out that uh, Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that it, was like some breaking news for me. Was it? I thought so. I thought he'd get like traded rather than like him requesting the trade, you know? Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I get that. It's also like the coach they hired. Wasn't he an assistant coach somewhere else? Yeah, in really? Dallas, though. He was an assistant coach mm-hmm. for like the historically best offense of all time. No, no, but it's like it's in a new, it's a new coach. <laughs> they have the highest, one of the highest like salaries in the league. Yeah. Um, they're, they're changing over their executive team. Like it's it seems like Houston was getting ready for a rebuild. And... Oh, and they don't have a center. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking for a center. It looks like they're looking to rebuild. And also, just James Harden has a tendency of just driving teammates away. If it's Dwight Howard, if it's uh, oh. CP3. Yeah, it's, so you so you're true. putting this on Harden now. I'm saying like I'm saying there's multiple things going on. A, it's just yeah. like mm. playing with Harden, someone who demands the ball, like takes thirty shots, like that takes away from other people. And then also when you have a team like in so much like flux right now, so much change turnover, like that's hard for anyone to manage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially, I mean, Daryl Morey was big. Mike D'Antoni was big. And now this whole Russell Westbrook thing is, yeah, literally at every level, management, coaching, and players, like, you're you're missing out or you're losing someone, like, big. So I never thought this would happen to Houston as quickly as it did. Houston's been competitive for, like, the last, like, five, ten years, pretty much. Yeah, 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 no, I I meant, like, uh, I meant, like, uh, finals contenders oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. i just mean like in this just this one like uh i like right after this like pandemic season just like just too much is happening um i think after they lost the last one when everything blew up and they didn't have a center anymore and they didn't mm-hmm. have any more picks to trade they were like flat out of assets that's when i kind of saw it coming i'm like okay they're gonna have to go into rebuild mode but they were so insistent that they were just going to try and figure out another piece and then keep going with, with Russ and James, or specifically James, they kept saying, but, like, you know, Russ was, I guess, kind of implied. Uh, I, I thought that they probably weren't going to go hard reset, but now I think they're kind of forced to because if they get rid of Westbrook, what they're never going to get back anything of equal value for Westbrook because I'd imagine right now 
the, that the trade stock for Westbrook is really low. Because, I mean, after that, that playoff performance, yeah. which, to be fair, it's not 100% his fault. He was coming back from injury, but it's also kind of every year uh, Russell Westbrook team will look great and he'll 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 put up crazy numbers was he was uh 27 8 and 7 i think something like that or 27 almost a triple double again (laughs) yeah Yeah. no exactly so he he put up phenomenal numbers there were points where he looked bad in the regular season but there were points where he looked really good like after they got rid of capella they kind of sorted all that out and they were looking great or he was looking great but um I don't think many teams would want that given the fact that he keeps getting into the playoffs and then it, it, it looks bad. And he's a guy who does demand the ball a lot. Like uh, The article came out basically when he requested to leave and he was saying that he wants to be the primary ball handler again. And he was upset because of the lack of accountability in Houston, which goes to Mike's point where he was saying that James Harden kind of drives people away because... Uh, they were on a losing streak in January, and Russ goes, hey, we need to turn this around. So he goes to everybody and tells everybody what they can do to improve and fix the, the losing streak. Starting with himself, by the way. He wasn't like a dick about it. <laughs> like, you guys need to do better. So he started with himself, and then they said, the, or at least the report said that um, James Harden didn't take the criticism well. And... There was other reports about like him like yelling at Austin Rivers in the locker room for like missing a free throw on a game they lost or something like that. And none of that's good. Like it sounds like there's a lot of issues in teammate chemistry right now. Eric Gordon and Austin Rivers are both complaining that like they have inconsistent usage and they they just feel like they're not being utilized properly. PJ Tucker's complaining that he doesn't get paid enough, which of course he's not getting paid enough. He's six five and guarding seven foot dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's getting the shit kicked out of him every game he walks out and plays. And on top of that, he's one of the best corner shooters in the game, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. Like there there's a lot of value to PJ Tucker. So oh, but yeah. I'm just saying the idea that okay, Chris Paul and James Harden surprisingly work really well. Yeah, yeah. The argument could have been said without a, uh, with without a hamstring injury, without a historic shooting uh, drought. Like they would be, they would be a, a championship level team. Like they would have won the, mm-hmm. the finals. Yep, it's a strong, strong possibility. But the idea is like, okay, fine. It worked with CP3. It can work with with uh, Westbrook. It's like, Chris Paul, well, yeah, he is ball dominant. But he was not, like, number two highest usage rate in the game of basketball. And who was he behind? James Harden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The thing about CP, I think people don't give him enough credit for being a really good off-ball player. And at the end of the day, like, Chris Paul has, like one of the if not the highest basketball iq in the league to me at least that, that, that like i'd put him there so he's gonna understand what works best for the team and he'll be willing to take away like where he needs to contribute on other ends of the floor he's a great defender and that's kind of something that russ is isn't isn't very like on the <laughs> same level as him so it, it works out a lot better i guess with that situation it's also the way he's changed his game so if like if you look at Chris Paul from like uh the like late uh, late two thousands like uh, for even like he was a more athletic etc but like gradually over the twenty tens you see him change his game he's less ag- I don't want to say aggressive but he's like he's not like trying to like go through the lane as much like he's not as physical yeah yeah he learned to adapt his game with his age like. Yeah. He know he know, he knows he's like he's not jumping over people or anything like he went anymore. vegan, <laughs> <laughs> and so so yeah he's taking care of himself and I don't know if Russell Westbrook is at that level, I don't know if he can just because his drive is to go like turn it up to eleven like always he, mm-hmm. he can't yeah there's so no I, point where he slows down so. 
I hope I hope things work out, and maybe I don't know. Houston gets a, a gets a good package. Again, always try trading with the Knicks. They make a lot of dumb decisions. So. Oh my God, <laughs> Houston should just. To me, Houston needs to just try and get as many picks as they can, and they need to just to just go full rebuild. I don't know if they'll want to, because the whole thing about Houston is like. They're so used to the success, right? And like Fertitta bought the team and he was like upset with Chris Paul and he's like, I hate this contract, get Russell Westbrook in here. And it was like they've had championship aspirations from square one. So being one step away for like a decade, or yeah. like or I guess like I guess like five, six years or so, it's it's hard to really convince your fan base and convince the the ownership who has made already a bunch of questionable decisions, so he probably w- will continue to make more, to convince that type of person that like, hey, we need to go from the very top to just flat out at the bottom and and just rebuild through the draft well, and acquire if pieces. They, they could do a soft rebuild, in that they just trade a, a Russ away for players that first or center. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe another like playmaker, someone to help move the ball around. Are you saying keep Harden? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Um. But like, that's only on the assumption is like, do you think Harden would have to take a huge, a bigger uh, scoring role? <laughs> oh my uh, gosh, I would. <laughs> yeah. And maybe is he okay being a part of that soft rebuild? For one season, they'll suck. Hmm. But if you want to waste I, think it, I think in like two seasons, it could be right up, right back up there. I mean, how old is Harden? That's what I'm looking up right now. 31. Okay, so he's not that old, but he's aging. Yeah, he's also aging. Yeah, he's getting to the point where he's going to be uh, one of those players that people are going to talk about. And it's like they're going to be on a decline. They might not want to take the contract. And... Are you talking about like Carmelo and the Knicks? Oy. Yes, but not that, not that far yet. He's not that old, and James Harden is still pretty much playing at a prime. But um, yeah, he he kind of it, it, it's at that point where like he's gotten all the money, he's gotten like the All NBA teams or whatever the All Star teams, this and that. He need the scoring the titles, the many scoring titles. Yeah, the MVP exactly. <laughs> so now it's like he needs to win. That's 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 at least if I were him, that's what I'd be looking for. He's been extremely loyal to Houston, but at this point, what like you don't even have a GM? How are you going to be confident that moving forward you're going to be okay? Yeah, when's the draft? Like the 18th, something like that. Yeah, the draft is on the 18th. This coming week, yeah. Uh, trades open up Monday at noon. So by the oh. time this episode drops, trades will actually be open. So I might end up listening again and seeing what we what we speculated, what ends up happening and stuff, because. There's going to be a couple of stuff that's confirmed on Monday, and then some things will be dragged out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, can we can we stay on a Harden? If if Houston wants to move Harden, like, or like are willing to, can we just talk about this next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Sure. So yeah. the other rumor, guys, Harden to the Nets is is like a really really Oof. big rumor right now. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my Do God. you? Three, three players who it. can't. I, I, oh, no, I love this for Brooklyn. Three yeah, players no, this with is huge, huge egos who can't share the ball all on the same team. I love it. Do it. KD, so, do it. I, I, I think KD's taking a lot of – I think you're going against him a lot. I think KD can play off ball. He oh, shouldn't no, be no, the no, one no, to play no. off ball. That's the bad thing. The one who is probably most willing to accept it is the is the best player on the team, so he shouldn't be the off ball player. <laughs> So let's say real quick, uh, the trade that's being rumored right now is Harden for Dinwiddie, Levert, Allen, and Prince. Yeah. So I'll be honest. I I think this is like how you said soft rebuild. I think the Rockets just turned into like Nets 2.0. <laughs> but yeah. no, they'd be a good team with the with, with this like the they'll, really, be, they'll be the Nets uh, before uh, like not this last season, the season before. The D-Lo Nets? So, Angelo Russell is on the team. So, yeah. should we call them the Brook, uh, the Brooklyn Rockets or the Houston Nets? The Brooklyn Rockets has a ring to it. 
And then they, they get Jared Allen. He can play center. P.J. Tucker can go back to a more natural yeah. position. To small forward, power forward position. But I like it. I think – or another trade that I was thinking about was do you give, let's take Kyrie Dinwiddie or, Ky, Ky, or Kyrie Dinwiddie or Kyrie Levert for Harden? Do the Rockets do that? Do the Rockets do that? Easily. Do the do the Nets do that? No, they're not no. giving up Kyrie. You don't if, think so? If they, give up, if they give up Kyrie, they give up Kevin Durant. No, <laughs> K, K, KD wanted to play with Kyrie. That was. I mean, what what if the Nets are like, look, Ky, look, look, look up here, KD. Like we can we can get you Harden. So it's it's, it's up to you. I would take Kyrie over Harden. My God. If I already have KD, I would take Kyrie over Harden. I yeah. I disagree with that. My thing is, Kyrie no. doesn't go into as many shooting slumps as Harden does. Okay, but... But you got KD. <laughs> but it's also, Kyrie gets hurt so much more often. Oh, and I never considered that, actually. Is, uh, Harden, as much as he ball hogs, does actually pass more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Kyrie only has a handful of games where he's, like, assisted on over, like, a, a dozen times. So... With Harden's passing, Harden's passing, right? I I'm really curious about where Harden's playmaking is because the Rockets system was really weird to the point where he was a passer but not. It was like he kind of held the ball till the end of the shot clock and then just <laughs> passed it away <laughs> to whoever yeah, was open. Think, but that's what it would work because he put the pressure. They will pull away like he was isoing. He'll pull away a guy. If he thinks he has the space, he'll shoot, and he loves shooting. And if he sees an opening, he passes the dude, and the dude doesn't think. He just has to shoot. But does that make him a good playmaker, or does that make the system effective for getting him assists? That makes the system getting him assists, but it's like, it's better than Kyrie. No, but... Kyrie has that same, has the same, like, attitude, just, like, not as good. Well, I got, I got two things to say to that. It's like, one... Do you think KD wants to sit on the block for 21 seconds? <laughs> and, and two is um, Kyrie, what was it? I think it was a couple of weeks ago. He came out saying he finally has a teammate that he feels comfortable passing to at the last second. Oh, so, yeah, I remember that comment. So disrespectful. It was horrible. It was a horrible thing to say. And the worst part is he said that. And then I saw someone tweet just like one of the clips from, from that finals run. And then it's Kyrie, like, he's, like, double-teamed, and he just shoots over Curry, and, like, LeBron is wide <laughs> open begging for the ball for, like, 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's 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 interesting, I guess, because Kyrie might be more willing to pass, at least to KD, because they also have that friendship, too, so he might, like, just be like, yo, my, so my guy. So Harden and Russ had that friendship. That's true. Well, they don't. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with their friendship right now. I just think that the way the team was built didn't work out, and I, I, yeah, we're talking about the way that the Nets are going to be built. But <laughs> I don't know if if Harden's really that much better. I guess it's it's because we've never seen him outside of the Rocket system, and it kind of really taints your perspective of something because they, mm-hmm. it's so different than like traditional basketball, and so like calculated that you don't know like. What is James Harden's mid-range game like? Like, I'm sure it's fire, but <laughs> I haven't seen it <laughs> in action. Mid-range game. I think, like, real quick, we'll go back to, like, the original trade, right? So mm-hmm. now you're looking at, like, the big three of Harden, Durant, and Kyrie, and then whatever's left of the Brooklyn Nets right now. Yeah. Um, Like, literally, you, t- you took out, like, everyone else. So... I think I th- I think that's a capable team. And it's more so like I think KD's chilling. I think it's between Harden and Kyrie to figure out their roles. Right? They'll average like career highs and steals and it'll be stealing from each other. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be taking the ball from each other. I know it's not it's it's not going to work. Cuz everyone's like, well the Warriors did it. And it was just like the Warriors system is pass, pass, pass until you find a good shot. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm going to hold on to the ball for 20 minutes or whatever. Like, yeah. you notice that when KD was hurt, 
they keep going back to the passing thing. But when KD is back, the, the rest of the team will, will do the passing thing, but KD would run ISO from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Steph, Clay, and Draymond are like notoriously pass heavy and, 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 and unselfish. And that's that's really what, what's caused that Warrior system to work out. Yeah. But, but like, I think, I think Steve Nash got it covered. Plus, remember, Mike First D'Antoni. Year head coach. Is the, but he's Mike, Mike D'Antoni's D'Antoni is the assistant coach. Don't forget that. He knows he's probably discussing with Nash right now. Like we pull off this trade, I can tell you exactly how the offense will work with Harden. It'll oh work. It, the stars are aligning a lot better than a lot of people. Th- a lot of people are saying on like Twitter and stuff. It's too. The the talent is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would be the most talented team yeah. in the NBA, probably in history. Like is potential it... wise, it could be the best scoring team ever. <laughs> but it doesn't. It won't work. Their games do not mesh well. Look, bro, I'll be honest. You're right. I agree with you. But, like, also, like, everyone says it doesn't work till it does, you know? I, no, I wanted, I want the Nets to do it. Yeah, it'll be crazy. Do you watch. want them to do it? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, for sure. You know how crazy that would be? No, it'd be fun it to watch and stuff. Be oh, my God. It'd be fun not, to watch. No, 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 no. Because if it, if it doesn't work... That's three talented players gone to waste. If it does work, that is super imbalanced in the league. You guys want either of those scenarios to work out? It's not but gonna work. Like, no, yeah, Mike, Mike, like, Mike, wait, Mike, you pray on Kyrie's downfall. So you just might want that. To- <laughs> also, also, the Nets are the are the same division as the Celtics, like Eastern Conference. Like they'd be a good contenders. So it's just like. Personally, no, yes, I'm all for I would it. love to see it just to see the fight. But also, think of the content. Think of the drama. I, I'd i love to see... Keeping up with the Nets. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they have to hire a film crew, like Last Dance style. <laughs> just, <laughs> just have them like, record everything going on in there. I mean... It's been uh, a no. while since the Kardashian was in, the, it was in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I'd be so hyped to see something like this. Yeah, I mean, it, it could work out great. It could work out horrible. I'm already trying to figure out how the nets are going to work. So this really just adds another variable. Like, it's it's really an interesting thing. Um, still on Harden, the other rumors that were going around was the trade for Harden to Philly. The, they, they've expressed interest. And, you know, Daryl Morey is the GM of Philly now. And... He loves him some James Harden and really wants to get him a ring. So, what, what do you guys think about that? Does Houston? No, it, it wouldn't work. Houston can't take any of those bad contracts. Yeah. If they get rid of Harden, like, yes. It, who's Philly gonna trade? Well, you, you have you, to give up Simmons or Embiid. Then. Yes, for Harden, you have to give up Simmons and Embiid. They're not gonna just take a bad contract for it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so well, first, I want to ask you guys, who would you give up in that situation? The thing is, if you're assuming that the Rockets right now are still keeping, like, just for the time being, they're keeping Russ, then you can't have Russ and, like, Simmons together. That literally doesn't make all. sense. Not at all. <laughs> so you're looking at Embiid, and at that point, do you want, like, Harden and Simmons on the same team like that? Well, let's not say, let's not say that, because, um... No, okay, no. They, Russ wants out. Russ will get traded. We know that. Yeah, stars get their way. Okay. He wants yeah. out, he'll be out. But Embiid is the best player on Philly right now. Yes. Yes. And he's proven himself. He's trying to be a leader. He's mm-hmm. he's like the core. Simmons has a lot of like potential. Yeah. Simmons it's could be like, the best player on Philly. If he shoots. We, we were also talking about like just reliability. Embiid gets hurt a lot. Yep. He gets sick a lot. Yep. Like I remember, like um, two seasons ago, he's like, "Yeah, I have stomach issues. I have like a broken finger. I have a bunch of stuff coming off like a fractured orbital." It's just like that is a lot of like injuries. Dude had a stomach virus when he played the Raptors <laughs> when we went on that championship run. I would remember that. That was so weird. You never know what you got from Embiid because like he'll come out one night and do fifteen points. He'll come out the next and do like thirty five. <laughs> didn't one night? Uh, didn't one night this season he scored zero? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that was also against the Raptors. 
Oh my god. Because uh, Marcus Aulis is dead. No, but it's like... <laughs> let, they are the most talented team. Right now, they are. They have a lot of talent. No, it's the Nets. To... The most talented is the Nets, I'd say. No, no I'm talking about, like, right now, like, like top-bottom. The Nets. Dude, they have an all-star on their bench. Yeah. Wait, which... No, Al no, Horford. Al Horford was an All Star a while back. Al Horford is, he's 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 a good player, but like, think like, KD is like really the one that offsets it. Okay, no, okay, fine. <laughs> well, that's not the. If you want to put, I want to say you keep Simmons for that future potential, but if you're getting James Harden, then you, then you trade Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're getting and and I think um if they're going rebuild, Rockets would rather have Simmons anyway. I think he's a little bit younger. Yeah, and he's more uh, of an all-around player. It's easier to build around him because all you need is shooters. Yeah. What else would be in the trade package though? Because I'm sure it'll be Simmons plus something else, right? So it'll have to be a ton of picks because I don't think they can do those other what, players. Yeah. What Philly needs to do is they need to move just some of their contracts. Yeah, it probably Al Horford. They need to move. No uh, one's gonna take Al Horford, bro. <laughs> no, people might take um, Al Horford. I don't know people who need I a big man and have a lot of cap space. Like, because <laughs> I'd rather keep a what's the other guy's name who has a, also has a, like a ridiculously high contract. It's 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 Tobias Harris and Al Horford that have the bad back contract. No, but they got another one. They got another person like this summer. Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. Yeah, Josh Richardson is like, yeah, fine. But like Tobias Harris is like, Tobias Harris's contract is like really bad. Yeah, Al Horford is really bad. They need to get rid of those. I don't know if they can. They 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 can't get rid of both of them. I doubt they're gonna get rid of both. No, but it's like they can't. They they can't. Like the Harden, the Harden Simmons thing is gonna be a lot of picks. Yeah, because that just like, that's how you can make. That's because of the salaries. Because of like, that's how it it can work. The only way it can really do their work. salaries add up like that. No, no, their salaries are not the same because uh, Simmons is still on the rookie deal. So I'm saying it's like, you, are you, you serious? To... Yes. Oh my oh, gosh! Might as well sign his that's extension. Oh. No, he, he he signed it already. Yeah, but it's they like, gave him a max his contract. extension kicks up now. Okay, Harden oh. is going to be make making thirty eight point two million for twenty twenty. Ben Simmons will be making twenty nine million. That's roughly Josh Richardson's contract, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Let's go with it for the sake of argument. Josh Richardson's contract. Four year, forty one. Yeah, ten million. That's like perfect. Josh Richardson, Ben Simmons, for James Harden. Yeah. How valuable do you see Josh Richardson now? Like that's that's not a make or break thing for Philly, is it? No. No, because no. What Philly needs, if they get James Harden, is they just need a a couple of spot up shooters, Mm -hmm. and they're relatively cheap. Well, Josh Richardson was their spot-up shooter. I guess that's the issue. But like, you're getting James Harden in return. Like, you can't complain. No, for that. but it's like, but if you, but if you can get rid that, but if you get rid of like a uh, those contracts, you get James Harden in, you can find one team willing to take a salary dump on either Al Horford, on Al, Al Horford, or honestly, I'd if it was not positionless, I'd rather get rid of Tobias Harris than Al Horford. Yeah. But it just, it just wait. If you keep Embiid. Because the thing is, if they no, trade, the, if they trade Harden, like, and Beat's contract actually isn't that bad. More valuable player, and worth more of his contract than Tobias Harris. Oh it's yeah, for sure. Because Philly has a center, it doesn't work. Wait, I actually misspoke. I said trade Harden. If you trade Embiid, then Al Horford's contract suddenly looks a lot better. But it's like, do you want to get rid of Embiid? No. No. And I think we're at a general consensus that like Harden and. And Embiid is good because it's just kind of like that that big little combo. Like, yeah, Ben Simmons is great, but um, it is, it is. The only thing is, I think Ben Simmons would Ben Simmons and James Harden in transition sounds great. 
It's not scary. Ben Simmons is like one of the better transitions. They're untransitioned. That sounds scary. But like, it's also, you're trying to think about like, what does Philly need? Mm -hmm. And Philly Philly needs to space out the floor. Yeah. And they need people to take their contracts. (laughs) They need to build out that depth. So between the Nets and Philly, which would you guys rather see? Nets. Nets. Nets would be more interesting regardless, whether they're yeah. good or bad. Pure, like, drama of it. <laughs> whether oh, they're yeah. good or bad, the Nets would be more interesting. Like, what would make work better is definitely Philly, but it's like, that's not as much fun. All right, no, so there, there's that's the question now, right? Because you would say definitely Philly. Sid would say the Nets, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I'd probably say the Nets would end up being better. <laughs> I can't tell. They don't have Brett Brown anymore, but Doc Rivers is also a choker. I, I forgot they had Doc Rivers. I don't know. I don't know. It's because we don't know what Steve Nash is like either. It's it. They're both really interesting situations, like top to bottom. I'm not worried at all about Steve Nash because even if he's not that good, I know that he has surrounded himself with other people who are also like decent. Yeah, for sure. That's true. Plus, like, in Kyrie's own words, we don't need to be coached. <laughs> Which came literally after Steve Nash got hired, but it's oh all gosh. good, Kyrie. So this one will probably take less time for us to talk about. I'm, I'm assuming it will, but it's a really interesting one to me. But just since we already went over, you know, Russ Harden, like, to complete that trio, let's talk about Chris Paul. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, I saw a rumor about cp3 going to the phoenix suns and i wanted to know what you guys thought about that i gotta pull up their roster first the suns would work i'm just confused as to what the suns are trying to do well if it's to make the playoffs then yeah so to, to, to to lay it out in perspective right the suns actually do have a pretty well constructed team uh they they did bad in the regular season but what deandre ayton missed like 25 games due to a drug yeah. test uh aaron baines got injured they they kind of had a lot going that, that was kind of like ruining their traction or whatever because they started off really hot if you guys remember like the first mm-hmm. two three weeks of the mm-hmm. season they were they were great and then of course we all know they finished out the season eight in a row in the bubble time. <laughs> and it, and it was, they they went eight zero in the bubble, and it was it was like one of the best things we've ever seen, from from a basketball standpoint, just because it was so like out of left field. Um, it, the part of the issue is like trying to figure out who they give up, and where do you think they'd land if they did acquire him. So I'm guessing if you do make that trade, they'd probably give up Rubio, because why would you have Rubio if you have CP three, right? Yeah, yeah, but I think Rubio has done, like, a good... Like, I just don't know whether the Suns would actually do this deal. Well, they kind of need that leadership, I think. That veteran, like, like CP3 will take the, the Suns to that next yeah. level, I think. Well, that's okay. what I'm saying. It's, like, if their goal is to develop their team, their mm-hmm. culture, yes. CP3 is a good pick. He's and one of the best people you can pick in the league. Again, because he did that with OKC. He doesn't want to do that again. Yeah... I mean, at this point, honestly, if I were CP3, I'd just, like, go hard ring chasing. Like, But can he? And... His contract makes it really hard for him to ring chase until that contract is over. Because most of the, like, if you're, if you're ring chasing, that means you're going after a team that's, like, ready-made and they need, like, one other piece. That one other piece can't be a $40 million piece, usually. <laughs> yeah, so you think he's just sort of, like, swallowed it and he's like, whatever, like, I'm just going to like keep the bag yeah at I least mean, right out the contract at least i think i think like phoenix is a no income tax state i'm not sure about that I, but like oh <laughs> you mean arizona same thing yeah same. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's also just like warm weather it's good for old bones right right like it just feels like he'd just be retiring there as like a kind of like a vince carter role well, yeah, who said he needs to retire? He's still playing at a really high level. So in theory, I mean, he can he can play out this contract, and then 
sign like a smaller contract and then go ring chasing or whatever. He can do all yeah, that. Yeah, but after. what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is like, I'm not saying like he's gonna retire. I'm just saying like the be that presence there, help the players grow. Yeah, that take a backseat. You got book to carry the scoring load. Like it's 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 more just like bring up the young guys, see what see what they're about, and um, I mean, if you if you look top to bottom, that Phoenix roster is pretty good. Like they got currently, I'm gonna just say all the people who you know wouldn't be included in the trade package because we don't know who'd be included, but they got like what. They obviously got Booker. They got DeAndre Ayton, who's been like really solid. They've got uh, Ricky Rubio. They have Kelly, Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got uh, Mikael Bridges. Like it's it's a pretty solid squad, and I think it's it's been pretty underrated. And, Dario Saric. Yeah. I thought he was good. Yeah. So it could so it could work out well. And depending on OKC, OKC might not want that many players. They'll just want your your uh, draft picks for like the next 10 years yeah like they yeah. have they'd have to match up contracts though so it's probably like ricky rubio they might be able to finesse kelly Oubre because kelly Oubre is like really young so he mm-hmm. and, and he's he's a solid piece and uh, we'll get to this right after this trade but like right right after talking about this trade but like clearly okc doesn't care much about what they get in return as long as they get a pick so <laughs> no honestly though some of these uh, the Clippers picks, like they might suck for for right now, but when it gets like in like a couple years, those are gonna be lottery picks, man. Right? Oh yeah. Like, I don't know the CP3 to the Sun trade. It's kind of just interesting. It's not something that's really developed yet, so I wouldn't talk about it fully. But it's it's definitely something that caught my attention. And they're a good team, and I think they if they developed a good culture, like they could really turn the turn the whole thing around finally. Bless you, Sid. I saw you, you, you muted, but I saw you sneeze. I'm going to say bless you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so next like... next trade we got, guys. Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers. That that one I actually, that. that one's been confirmed. It's just not in writing because, um, you know, obviously trades don't open up until tomorrow at noon. But Dennis Schroeder will be sent to the Lakers for Danny Green in the 28th overall pick. <laughs> Uh, that's robbery. I want to see his stats. Okay, so his 2019 stats were 18.9 points per game. So like 19 points, uh, three rebound, 3.6 rebounds, and four, four assists, assists a game. Yep. On 47% shooting and 38% uh, three-point shooting. Yep. I think. Oh, I should add. I think he's for, like 41% on catch and shoot, though. Even crazier. I think. That's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Lakers clearly won this trade. Yeah, the only thing though is uh, Danny Green was was a really good defender. Yeah, yeah, but, but Dennis Schroeder's like his it... production is so low. Yeah, and yeah. I think Dennis Schroeder's like a a more complete player, of course, because like he brings in like that he can be that secondary playmaker that they kind of desperately needed, and then they found out it was Rondo in the playoffs. He's a good shooter. At the, on the perimeter he's still a good defender he's not like a bad defender by any means so they took an upgrade danny green is like a really really good defender but they took they took an upgrade overall with dennis Schroeder, and he could be a very solid third option for them and okc they just want picks like they they didn't yeah. lose the trade really because for what they're going for they don't care yeah. Which is surprising because it's like, like there's no player on the Lakers that would fit their vibe. Maybe Kyle Kuzma, but do you really want him? I yes <laughs> yes I would have tried to get Kuzma, one hundred percent. Now is the time to buy low on Kuzma. Do you remember what Kuzma was like last year? Kuzma was balling last year. He he didn't know what to do because, you know, he's under AD. He's under LeBron. He's a younger yeah. guy, so he's not as like adaptive and used to being in the league and stuff. Like, there's a lot of potential there for him. I think I don't think the Lakers are going. I don't think the Lakers are going to give up on Kuzma. Like right. LeBron might want to, but I don't think the Lakers want to. I don't even know if LeBron mm-hmm. wants to necessarily. I think, I don't think he he'd necessarily want to just like give up on Kuzma. It's just well, LeBron I, just I wants know, to win like, now. If you if he can get like a veteran. Like uh, who can score like maybe like ten fit, like not even fifteen, but like ten points per game. Yeah, Something like like less potential but more consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I get that. Um, because LeBron's always been like that. He just does not like, he does not play well with young players. Yeah, I don't think the Lakers would want to give up on Kuzma, to be honest, because if Kuzma wants to stay, then that's a lot of upside for when, like, LeBron leaves and stuff. There's all kinds of stuff that could be uh, affecting that. And I think OKC would have been a nice landing spot for him, kind of, because OKC, they're going to they're gonna lose Gallinari. You know, like, that's kind of a known thing. They're going to lose CP3. They'll end up with, like, Shea, Lou Dort. Like, they have a good young core. And I think that's where Kuzma belongs right now. Because when the Lakers were young, Kuzma was balling. I mean, this, what, this is going to be Kuzma's, like, third, fourth season? So still young. I think so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's still young. He, he, like, he fits with them. But this will be, be an interesting trade. So what Mike brought up earlier, I wanted to wait until now because, like, obviously Rondo denied his his uh, player option, and mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, if this happens, like, it's kind of confirming Rondo's going to be gone. Like, do you guys think at any point, like, do you think Rondo would still be on the team after they pick up Schroeder? Like, what's his role then? Well, I think, I think they're, I think they're going to pick up Schroeder because Rondo is opting out. Yeah. Well, I think they would have tried to do it anyway, because Schroeder's going to be an upgrade just because Rondo's, like, older. Like, Rondo's great in those, like, crunch time playoff minutes, but if you need someone to ease the scoring load, he's going to be better. Yeah, but, like, playoff Rondo's legit. So, I don't know. Maybe if, like, I, I, won't, I won't be surprised if the Lakers still keep him, though. Yeah. Like, where would, like, why would Rondo want to, like, I don't understand why he would want to, like, switch necessarily if the Lakers offer him, like, the money that he's looking for. Well, their guard rotation well, is deep. Also, do he want more money? Because yeah, at two point six, he's making he's near he's near the minimum, but uh, he's near minimum. He, he has two championships. Looking, he might just be looking for more money, and the Lakers can't do that. Yeah, there's not. I don't think there's much else he he needs to prove. And yeah, um, like Schroeder fits well, and if if Rondo were to stay, and let's assume like KCP were to stay, dude, that's Rondo Schroeder. KCP and Caruso fighting over minutes. Is there anyone I'm forgetting? No. And I guess they're all valid options. I mean, there's technically Dion. Yeah, I mean Dion and JR. Oh, I think I think that was a one year thing though. I don't know if they'll end up keeping them. But I don't know. But yeah. It's a deep guard rotation. It like it, during the regular season, Rondo did not see that many minutes. Oh, and would they keep Avery, Avery Bradley? That's that's who I was forgetting. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Keep, I'll keep Avery Bradley. If I still have Avery Bradley, I'll give up on Rondo. Yeah, right. I forgot about him. I, I second that statement, yes. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a, it's a deep rotation. Like, their their guard bench is, is pretty deep. Yeah. All right, so we got another, like, trade idea. I Me just too. saw this. It's a trade idea from Bleacher Report. And goes. it's uh <laughs> leave it to Sid. Uh Devin Booker to Miami. Um for Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, and Kelly Olenek. Leave it to Sid to Miami talk says, Miami into this. I'm just saying Miami I I had to throw it in every episode, you know, but like okay. if you're gonna say Miami, Miami says, says no. no. Yeah, if you're gonna say Miami says no. Yeah. Miami is no. Why yeah. would they do that? Like Devin Booker is one of the most talented scorers, great mm-hmm. future, great potential. Tyler Hero was balling during the playoffs. Duncan Robinson is also doing it crazy. Kendrick Dunn got a little bit quiet playoffs, but like regular season, he was really good. The so answer. Like, go ahead. So like, I don't. Kelly Olynyk, like, he's a good solid piece, but it's like <laughs> he's a good role player. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's what he is. It was like I don't see why Miami would do this. So I thought All, Kendrick Nunn yeah. has been like overvalued throughout this season. And I thought, like, he was just on a hot streak. I wasn't sure if he... he... And then it kind of seemed like it. Obviously, it's still his first year. So he could have a lot of potential. I'm not going to, like, write him off. But I just felt like people were overvaluing him throughout the season. But I don't think there's any way in hell. you They trade Hero, Robinson, or Bam. There's no way that two of them are included in a single trade package. Unless it's for, like... Like like a superstar, yes. And we're talking like a top five player. Like they have to land. Literally, like, like Giannis says, I want out of like Milwaukee now, which he's not. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. It's 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 Giannis. It's 
Kawhi. It's like one of one of those guys, like LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like not that LeBron would ever leave. <laughs> it's one of those dudes. Yeah, uh, that's that's all it was. I thought it was like pretty funny because like I just never thought about any trade like this. But Bleacher Report, I guess, is having a lot of fun. So. Interesting that you never thought about any trade like this because there's a Photoshop of literally every player in the league in a Heat jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, every time you see any trade post on Twitter, you just scroll down the uh, the comments and stuff, and it's just some it's that, that player in the Heat free agent. It's so dumb. They're like, we'll give you, we'll give you Kendrick Nunn, Jay Crowder, and maybe we'll throw in Kelly Olynyk or Iguodala for like Bradley Beal. <laughs> and now the 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 jersey has changed because before it, they used to always Photoshop in like the white and red jersey, and now it's the Vice jersey. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it's always the vice jersey now. That's funny. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, but um, one of the last things I wanted to talk about it's just kind of like based on, obviously last year like was the best time to experiment with the league and try and figure things out going forward, like what you can do, what you can't, given the bubble and everything. But would you guys want to see another playing tournament if they had like the full, the full season and it's like the the last teams finish within like two to four games of each other maybe, and then they 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 play in for that last eight seed spot. Um, for me, it's a little bit like controversial in the sense that like, imagine you make like that stretch at the end of the season, you know, like you, you clutch it at the end and you're just like, oh, thank God we got the eighth seed. But now suddenly you have that plan. Um, I think the plan, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like to sum it up, it, it's a, it was good, I think for the pandemic, but now I think we should just like go back to normal. Here's the reason why I like the play-in idea and has nothing to do whether or not it's, like, makes basketball sense or whatever. Okay. It moves the playoffs off by, like, maybe a week. So this way I can actually, like, watch, like, the playoffs because I always have exams. <laughs> <laughs> That's way to look at it. Would it move so it off like... by a week, though? That's so I'm looking at the, ten- the tentative um, NBA. Actually... This, this is an article. This is an article from today. Uh, the NBA is planning on December twenty second opening night, but they're planning on a play in tournament for seed seven to ten. Yeah, from May seventeenth to twenty first. Seven to ten. Oh, so they're doing a proper proper play in. It seems like it. That's what the tweet is from Woj. So okay, no, I like that idea. Yeah, I think and, it helps yeah, a lot of the injured teams too. It's clear they're sticking they, with it. Also, if they do that, it'll it it like it moves the week back. You can give players more rest because a lot of play- people are really tired, right. <laughs> like during the playoffs. That's what yeah. happens to Westbrook. That's what happened to Harden. So if you can give them time, like that's good. Also, makes up for the fact that they cut ten games from the season. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And think True. of the think of the way that like so when when the bubble was finishing, right? It's the Grizzlies have been a good team all year, so they did kind of earn it. They were bad in the bubble, but they did earn their spot to 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 be at the play in and like possibly be the playoff team. The Blazers suffered from injury, so they were behind, so they did deserve it, and and they they obviously got it. And then the Suns like finished out strong and went eight zero. So there's three teams for one spot that we, that we we all could make an argument that they deserve that spot. So I just feel like mm-hmm. a play-in is the best way to settle something like that. And I feel like I wouldn't mind seeing it kept throughout the season. All the way to also the 10th spot the, is kind of crazy, though. I just feel like no, the 10th argument... spot, I think, works. I mean, the not argument the is East. just like... Yeah, no, not in the East. But I think just generally, like, it's just like, then win your regular season games. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. to make it's to make it uh, matter more. Although, no... If you're under seed 5... It's like you're 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 in it for participation, yeah. You're in the playoffs for participation, but like I like the idea. It gives I think us wait, if you're, wait, no, 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 wait, wait, Dallas. Wait, I was like, I was the thing. I said was... below fifth seed. Dallas was seven. Okay, but usually, the, uh, the like the AC is. Uh, I don't think the AC has ever upset the the first seed. The seventh seed has. I don't. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's like it does not happen that often. Yeah, it's not like a common thing. Okay. So, so I'm saying it's like I'm not saying that it, it, it can't the games can't be competitive, 
I'm just saying usually it's just like a sweep or like four one. Yeah, the West is just so stacked, man. I think that's what it is. It's yeah. the West. The Western Conference is what makes me think that, which makes me wonder: should they just do one to sixteen? Nah, nah. Part of the issue with the bubbles, the games are so late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And if they did, uh, if they did one to sixteen, it's interesting to see what happens with the Eastern Conference teams. Where do we end no, up? Because also the East Coast just gets erect because of scheduling. So, nah. Yeah, I also yeah. agree. Yeah, uh, I guess. And I, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> All right. Also, there's a traveling aspect to it. It's just like more wear and tear on your bodies. Like that's true. Because there's no bubble. <laughs> Yeah, it's hopefully it's, you're not you're not getting a bus to to your hotel room. Yeah, hopefully no yeah. bubble. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, just some quick news podcast update for the end, Sid. Yeah, so the semester is kind of picking up now, guys, and I think I'm gonna have to step away from the podcast. Yeah. Um, it's been a wonderful experience. <laughs> And I've loved talking about the Miami Heat on this podcast at length and completely trashing the Celtics. Not the even Raptors, basketball, just the Miami the Heat. Yeah, just generally, just heat. yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Um, and I know Michael and Jordan are going to do an excellent job with this podcast. They already have been. So uh, hopefully this Appreciate podcast that. is taken to like new heights under them. So. I wish you two all the best, and yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's been great. Uh, obviously, we still love Sid. There was no type of falling out or anything before anyone. Oh tried, yeah, no. Before anyone <laughs> hit the Twitter fingers or whatever, they're like, nah, he's just busy, and like we get that. It's 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 perfectly fine. And uh, who's to say it's the last time he'll be here? We could have him as a guest or something one day. So yeah, he's always welcome back. So yeah, yes, sir. I'm down. Just yep. just wait till next season when Miami gets like rolling again. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. If, if 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 Miami has any big moments, we got to bring you on again. But um, sounds good. But that being said, just follow us on all social media, Twitter and Instagram. Well, that when I say all social media, I just mean those two. At off the screen pod, and uh, our new upload schedule. I don't think we've said it in pod. So actually, we kind of just. Sid just backed out, so so yeah, let's wait, like let's wait, <laughs> let's wait, and we'll solidify next week what what's best between me and Mike alone, and then we'll we'll figure that out. So we it was going to be Sunday, it's it was going to be uh record on Sundays and upload on Mondays, and it could still be that, but like we might find a better time that works for the two of us. So we'll keep you guys updated, and we'll catch you next week. Later. Right. Peace out. Bye.